everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, Founding Managing Director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices Podcast. Today, you'll meet our next guest host, teacher, writer, actress, artisan, and photographer, Renata da Costa. Renata da Costa is from Brazil, but lives in the USA. She is a teacher, writer, actress, artisan, photographer, mother, and autistic. She is the author of the works Insufficient, Finesse, Transformation, My Little Big World, The Bath in a Tub, and Sarah and the Family Rules. She was the anthology organizer for Talents Behind Autism. Renata has written poetry, short stories, theater, parody, and children's literature. Her texts have been published in more than 95 national and international anthologies. Renata is a member of the International Academy of Brazilian Literature in New York, a founding scholar of the academic nucleus of letters and arts in Portugal, and a founding scholar of the Italian academic nucleus di Scienze, Letter and Art in Italy. She has won numerous literary awards and received many honors for her creative work. Welcome, Renata. We're delighted to have you as the next guest host of the Able Voices podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Bernard. I'm really happy to, to be here with you and uh, for the invitation. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. So I would like to start off by asking you to tell us your story as an artist. How did you start as an artist and how did you get to where you are today? Uh, well, it's a long story, but I will try to summarize as much as possible. I spent my life until I was 39 years old without diagnostics. So uh, without treatment and I started therapy with 23 years old but not for autism, but for depression. Uh, I always like to write. I started write. Uh, I was eight years old, and I wrote an epic theater in that time. And at the age of 12, I discovered the poetry, and I fell in love in the first time. And I've never stopped write until right now. Uh, and during this period, I, I did a lot of theater, and I love it. Uh, I did some kind of dance like jazz, ballet, flamenco, and belly dance. Uh, at age of 15, I, I was already uh, an actor, an actress, and director in, uh, in a school theater. And I wrote our one uh, place, one theater. And, and at, at 18 years old, I graduated from high school as a nurse and was invited to, to do a mini, mini series in a, in a Portland TV channel. But my career was blocked by my parents uh, who wouldn't allow me to go to the, the TV, TV show. And uh, in this period, I had the depression until I was 23 years old. And, and, I was, and in this period, I wrote most of my poems. And to manage the pain I was feeling that time, I started studying photographer and create some handcraft. Uh, my first book uh, was published in 2019. Uh, my Little Big Road is uh, it's a book about autism 
based on my experience with my son. Well, uh, the same you told, you say I am autistic uh, mother and my son is autistic too. Um, I only discovered my autism after my son diagnostic. That's where I start study hard to write my first book. And I noticed my symptoms, the symptoms is about autism in me. And I said, hey, maybe I can be autistic. Uh, and after the, after the book was published, I like it. And I've never stopped writing books. Uh, I start to give support for family with autism, with kids, kids with autism, with special need in Brazil, uh, and around the world in a cell phone app. Uh, I study to be an advocate here in the United States to help families here to, to deal with the IEP and help the family giving a lot of support. I did an intensive work with autism in groups and adults and kids. I was teacher for 15 years. And uh, right now I am doing my graduation uh, in uh, neuroscience and education. And um, I being uh, awarded to the best Brazilian children's writer in the United States in 2022. So this is my <laughs> resume. <laughs> it's fantastic. There are some things that strike me about your story that I just want to point out because they're fascinating. You have this constant drive to create. From a very young age, you've always been creating. That's something that I hear in your story. And the other piece is that you've always been learning. And I think those two are, are drives within you that have taken you to new opportunities, to honors and awards, to all kinds of new things. And I think that's something really interesting and unique. A lot of people don't have those drives, Renan. It's, it's really interesting to hear. I want to focus on something that you mentioned, which was that you were not diagnosed until you were an adult, which is unusual. Most people with autism are diagnosed when they're children. Can you talk a little bit about that diagnosis at that time and what that was like for you? Yes, sure. So I, I, when my son received diagnostic, he was six years old. So I came to United States trying to find my son diagnostic because he didn't get in Brazil. So I moved to United States 2015 and uh, trying to find him, his diagnostic. So, and when he received autism diagnostic and I started studying, I said, hey, all symptoms it's in me. I have all this problem, all this issue about autism in whole my life. And everybody in that period say, Renata, why you want to know you are autistic or not? This do not change your past. And I say, yes, definitely will not change my past, but I will understand and do my future better. So, and uh, I decide, try to do the test and come to diagnostics. You are autistic. And I say, now I understand all my problems, all my issues in whole my life. I understand why I'm frustrating. Uh, I understand my frustration. And uh, yes, and I decided to study about autism to help people with autism. It's fantastic and really interesting that um, hearing that diagnosis and having that diagnosis, on the one hand, it made things make sense. But on the other, again, this drive, now there's a drive to service here, right? That you took that experience and said, I can help people. 
and, and you're doing that. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your arts education? I imagine most of it was in Brazil. How did you learn how to write? How did you learn how to be an actress? How did you learn how to do these things? That's interesting because uh, I learn everything by myself. So I, I self-teach myself. Uh, I went to libraries. I tried to find a course in uh, the theater. I started uh, studying about because I had the issue to go in the public. And I said, hey, if I have a problem to go in the public, I need to study something to help me in this way. So, yes, I, I study everything by myself. And, uh, of course, photographer, I went to school. Uh, after I started theater, I, I went to school too. Uh, but my parents never give me, oh, let's go, let's go do it. No, every time I say, no, you cannot do that. But I start learn hiding for my parents, for myself. <laughs> That's really interesting and really difficult to teach yourself all of these things. And, and then to have such success, that's amazing. Can you tell us what you're working on now? Uh, right now, I it's, it's, it's funny because right now I'm doing writing my books. Um, uh, but I, I absolutely really active with any arts, craft, uh, everything. I am currently, currently uh, re doing some new theater and a monologue about autism. Uh, this year, I published three books and I reformulate a previous one, the My Little Big Road. I, I did his in Spanish right now. So he's Portuguese, English and Spanish. I have uh, several ideas in my head to write several books. I most already have, uh, I guess, four books ready to send to the be publishing. So I'm, I'm writing ideas for projects for three movies in a partnership with my my screen screenwriter friend and uh, in the meantime the same I told I was I am studying and my brain never never stop <laughs> if if I don't have something to do my brain creates something quickly <laughs> and I still I still don't leave my life with art to pay my bills so so and I do uber driving I am uber app driver I love this. I, first of all, I love that you say that your brain never stops. I think a lot of neurodivergent individuals can relate to that. And people who are not neurodivergent can relate to that. Um, the difference is your brain is always creating, right? My brain never stops, but it's, I'm always worrying. I'm not creating, I'm worrying. Um, so I wish I were creating all the time. I think that's incredible. Uh, one of your books you actually wrote with your, so I should say your son, Raphael, studies with us, um, is a fantastic pianist and composer, and he's learning about computer music and doing all sorts of wonderful work. You wrote one of your books with him. Yes. Can you talk about that? Sure. Uh, we wrote the book, Sarah and the Family's Family Rules. So uh, we, we have some rules at home because autistic person need, need the rules, need a consistent routine. And we decide to sit down and talk about our rules and our routine. And the Sarah come for us this year. 
the, the rules in the Sarah book, it's our rules at home. We have uh, in a wall, all routines, all rules. And uh, come our first, I say my first baby girl, because all my books is a boy. And the Sarah is my first girl. So, <laughs> so it's our rules uh, to be consistent and help uh, kids with autism. Uh, and the book it's uh, inter interactive because in uh, in uh, the end of the book have a page to color coloring have a page to to the child talk with the parent about the, his one rules and uh, and draw in a book so it's a uh, it's interactive book with the kids. I love that and I love that first of all that it's a collaboration with the son which I just think is beautiful and that um, the book is a book, it's a work of art, it's interactive, it provides service again, it's educational, it's it's helping people and their families. So many things all at once, I love that. Um, what advice would you give to a young artist who has a disability? I believe the first advice I will not give um, for the person with disability. I will, I will give for the parents with the children with disability. Okay. And the advice will be never give up on your child. Encourage him, help him, smile, create, reinvent. Because sometimes what we most need to hear is congratulations, you did it. So stimulate your child. And for the people with disability, my advice is don't stop. Don't give up at your first no. No, you cannot do that. No, never stop. And the first door of your face, don't stop. Don't give up. Study what you like. Do what you want. You can be what you want to be. You just need to do it. I love that. Um, that is a beautiful sentiment and something we all need to hear and a perfect place to end our conversation. I want to thank you, Renata, for sharing your experience and your thoughts with us today. We're really looking forward to the episodes where you will be interviewing artists with disabilities, and we'll have more updates on that soon. But thank you today. I know that our listeners are really going to enjoy this conversation. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy for the invitation. And uh, see you soon. Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the Founding Managing Director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, find us online at berkeley.edu slash B-I-A-A-E or email us at B-I-A-A-E at berkeley, that's L-E-E dot E-D-U.